Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train of coming. You don't need no Peace and blessings, peace and blessings. In the name of the Most High God, proper name is Allah, the all-wise, true, and living God. We thank him for love, for life. We thank him for waking us up this morning with a reasonable portion of health. And here we are this afternoon, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, welcoming you to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. The program that comes before you every Friday, Lord willing, once again from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our conversation here ranges from viruses to vaccines, from flu to health and fitness, from fire safety education to community risk reduction. But before you ask yourself, where will I and my family be when disaster strikes and you You should do that. The answer would be to get informed, number one. Number two, to establish a plan. Number three, to develop a survival kit. And number four, periodically reassess your plan and your kit. As the gospel song instructs, we need you to survive. 
And as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan exhorts us, quote, unquote, watch the weather. Anyway, I'm your co-host, Brother Youssef Muhammad, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you, giving you and offering you the greeting words of peace and paradise. We say it in the language of our ancestors. As-salamu alaykum. alaykum salam, sir. Be unto you. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. So at this time, I'm going to fall back, just praising his holy name for giving us an opportunity once again, Brother Rudolph, to serve our listening audience and the overall community. I'll give the floor to you, sir, as you can welcome uh, the audience as well, and then we'll move out from there. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Love you, brother. Well, I love you as well, brother. As-salamu alaykum. Peace be well, unto you, Hotel Aboragani. Peace. Ciao. These are some of the greetings used by our family all over the planet. Again, if we haven't touched on the one that makes you feel personally welcome, then hit us up on Black Hole, Hole spelled W-H-O-L-E, radio, so that we can ensure to greet you in the customary way that you're used to being greeted so that you will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are home from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is your program, your radio show, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We are merely the co-hosts to help facilitate the discussion, not the monologue, the discussion, this is, that will help to keep you, your family, your community, and your nation alive after something else has happened, that, 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 definition of surviving. To survive means to remain alive after something has happened. Well, before I even go into all of that, I want to thank Almighty God Allah, the grand architect of the universe, as he is called, the great I am that I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. However you want call him or acknowledge his presence, as long as you understand that we're talking about that one who is responsible for your and my existence on the planet at this particular time, the one who put everything in motion that's here, the one that is responsible for all that was, is, and will ever be, that one who took this planet that we're on and started it rotating and vegetation on it and put the mountains on it and, you know, made sure the water was on it and then um, made sure that life was on it and that everything that we need to live a good life was here before we got here. 
talking about that individual. Yeah, so, again, call him what you want to call him. Um, we know his proper name to be Allah, the all in all. And so we thank him for doing all that he did to get this thing started. Then we further thank him for, uh, um, how could I say, transfiguring himself Mm -hmm. from himself into another individual, one who became a vessel for his knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the time and what must be done. And that one is none other than the one we know to be the most honorable, Elijah Muhammad, the risen Christ. Yes. And then we thank both of them for not leaving us comfortless in these perilous times that we seem to be living in now. But they knew these times were coming because they are who they are. And so because they knew that they were coming, they prepared one for these specific times. They prepared mm-hmm. one who, whose shoulders are broad enough that he could carry the people on it. They prepared Hallelujah. one whose back was sturdy enough that he wasn't bent over, but he was standing upright. They prepared one whose feet were firm enough and on a perpendicular foundation to the earth that gave him the balance enough to withstand the barrage of whatever came against him. And then they also prepared that one with a heart. That was just right. You know, like the three bears, the porridge wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was just right. Well, his heart was just right for the times that we're living in. He's not one who is quick to anger and gets angry because people lie and backbite on him and steal from him and say all manner of things. He takes those cursings and gives blessings. That's right. He is the fulfillment of the scripture of, you know, Brother Yusuf, where it talks about um, in the Bible, it talks about the B-attitudes. Mm-hmm. The B-attitudes. That means mm-hmm. the attitudes that are present under any circumstance and that attitude that will jettison your body, your mind, your consciousness, and it will dictate your behavior in certain circumstances because that B attitude has already been formulated in you, and it has more power than anything that comes against it. So that one who is righteous, who is humble, who is prayerful, who has a mission and will not be dissuaded from his mission. And that one is none other than our big brother, the heavyweight champion of the world for truth, justice, and equality. That one who, 
speaks truth to power regardless to the circumstances or the situation. We're talking about none other than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So in those three great names, Master Farad Muhammad, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we greet you, the family of Muhammad. We greet you, the well-wishers of Muhammad. We greet you, the supporters of Muhammad. And we even greet you, the detractors of Muhammad. Because if you honestly are a detractor and you come here and listen to what is put down on this program and you're sincere within your heart, you won't be a detractor for long because you will understand that they are who we say they are and that the time is right and what must be done is being done as we speak. So we greet you. Assalamu alaikum. Brother Yusuf. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Thank you for yes, that, that, that spiritual salutation. And I pray our listening audience received it in the spirit in which you were giving it. I know it was watering my soul. Uh, brothers and sisters, it's 4.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, as Brother Rudolph has said already in his opening, we welcome you that you would come on and be a part of the Blog Talk Radio, BlackHoleRadio.com family, whole spelled W-H-O-L-E forward slash D-A. FCP, and you can call in if you haven't called in at area code 563-999-3089. Again, 563-999-3089. If you press 1 on your phone pad, uh, our engineer will bring you in. Brother Farce looks forward to serving you as well as Brother Rudolph and myself to make you a part of this program with any questions, comments, or constructive criticism that you may or may not have, uh, hopefully that you will have. And, uh, again, let me put what you just heard thus far in terms of content into context. You see, the reason why we open the way we do, give you scripture or quotes from the most honorable Elijah Muhammad or the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan, you know, about a year ago, not quite even a year ago, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan delivered a message in Chicago entitled the war of Armageddon has begun. That was February yes, 26th of this year to be exact. And even before that, we quote him on this show off times and it comes out of uh, the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan states, and I quote, those who are scripturally prepared know that it is odd that we would be living in a time of wars and rumors of war, pestilence, famine, and earthquakes in diverse places. We are witnessing terrifying disasters afflicting the peoples of the world. And those disasters are now afflicting the United States of America. Believing that those prophecies will be fulfilled, it is our duty to learn as much as we can on disaster preparedness 
and do all we can to prepare the American people and our people in particular for coming disasters, quote, unquote, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So it's critically important, as we say, week in and week out in our own way, as God orders our steps and makes firm our feet, we can give you the technical assistance, but then there's going to be times where you're going to reach out and have to have faith because all the technical assistance that you may have prepared yourself for might not be the one that's going to prepare you for the next incident. Now, Brother Rudolph and I have over 60 years' experience in the fire, emergency medical services, and the all-hazard profession. We've been executive officers and leaders of different uh, affiliate organizations dealing with disaster preparedness. And certainly it's our pleasure to serve you, but you have to take one step toward making your word your bond. And then we'll help you to connect you with a larger audience of those of like minds who want to uh, help you develop your plan, help develop your survival kit, and put on your PPE, if you will, your personal protective right. equipment. And so we start with the spiritual putting on the whole armor of God, right, that breastplate of righteousness or the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, and your feet shotted with the gospel. You put on the spiritual before you put on the technical, but both are critically important in this dark hour. Because if we talk about pestilence, well, what was COVID but pestilence? Right. If we talk right. about famine, well, have you noticed the uh, shelves where you shopped uh, recently? Uh, when you talk about uh Earthquakes in diverse places. You know, that book of Matthew, 24th chapter, I believe it is, it says these are just the beginning of sorrows. Yes, sir. Brother Rudolph and I can teach you emergency evacuation procedures. Good. Great. We could teach you CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, and basic first aid. Good. Great. What about fire and life safety protocols? We certainly can help you with that. And as Brother Rudolph said earlier, best practices for business and community risk reduction. I mean, we live to offer what it is we've been blessed to give. So, I mean, maybe you put away all of your uh, surgical masks and you don't think you need them, whether it's the KN95 or any five-ply surgical mask. You know, maybe you put away or don't even think about in the profession we're in, we have certain standards and certifications that qualify us for the positions that we've been able to attain and the positions that God will grant us if we just stay disciplined and humble. But uh, we just want to share with you the real deal. It's not just the technical, not just donning a mask, putting on your PPE, it's not just science, and it is. It's not just research, and it is. It's not just the medical profession. It goes right. beyond that. 
It goes That's beyond right. that because the medical profession didn't have the proper uh, 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 knowledge, if you will, 100 years ago when pestilence at that time was the Spanish flu. Right. And That's the right. way they're using the way they're using uh, uh, vaccines today, it's almost like more people are dying from vaccines than they are from the virus itself. <laughs> right. But let's let 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 us do the research. Let us do the research and bear witness to that. But we just want to give you something to think about. How how, how did the uh, the, the uh, comedian slash uh, nighttime host Arsenio Hall used to say, "Just want to offer you things that make you go, make you go." Because mm. mm. in times <laughs> like this, brothers and sisters, I mean, this is nothing to play with, right and exact. So, uh, you know, our objective again is to bring you up on the natural and man-made disasters uh, most communities are vulnerable to, and then you can call in and let us know where you are. And tell us what you're vulnerable to and what we think we should do to help prepare ourselves best. We can give you some general and we can give you some specific advice on how to prepare for, respond to, and recover from all disasters. But, I mean, why why are we doing that? Because once you get caught up in a particular disaster and you're not prepared, then fear is increased. So we do it to reduce fear. Anxiety right. increases if you're not prepared. We do it to re- reduce anxiety. And, That's right. Uh, you know, you just have to put in the mathematical equation. Some of us are going to lose property and or loved ones. And so the better prepared you are, how, how, how do we ask that question, Brother Rudolph? When did the prophet Noah Build the ark. That's the right question. Good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in tune with the time, brothers and sisters. The answer is before the flood came. So you need right. to know what to do. What uh, uh, we say in the fire profession, we call it situational awareness, knowing what to do, when to do, where to do, and how to do. Situational awareness, uh, awareness, whether or not to evacuate your homes and take refuge or where to seek shelter, how to take care of your basic medical needs. I mean, these are all practical uh, preparatory steps, if you will, and advice on how to prepare for these things. That, That's right. As we say, you know, they used to say in uh, – in the trailers in the movie theater, coming to a theater near you soon, coming to a city near you soon. So if you haven't been struck by it where you live right now, brothers and sisters, no for the shorty, it's on its way. I'm, I'm, I'm a get, and, and I'm going to get out your way right now, but I just want to give you one corner. more quote. By, just across the <laughs> Yeah, track. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy, people, you better get ready. I'm telling you. Psychedelic Shack. Oh, that's funny. Right. Rudolph, keep me in stitches. But I'm going to get out your way and pass it on to Brother Rudolph. But I want to share a quote from one of the great scholars of the Nation of Islam. May Allah be forever pleased with her, Mother Titanetta Muhammad, and one of the wives of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. 
And I quote, she says, we must prepare for our survival. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, by learning to survive in the wilderness and that we should have programs for camping. How do you survive with very little? So when the call comes, you can't take anything with you but what is in your brain and your little neck. We have a lot of training to do, boot camp, military camp, yes, for the defense of our nation. So just wanted to share that, put something on your mind, make you go, mm, hopefully, and let's take it from there, Brother Rudolph. The floor is yours, sir. Man, man. Yes, sir. Wow. That was a lot right there. That was a lot. Man, that's like, you know, the appetizer before the main course. But sometimes, you know, you can go to some restaurants and the appetizers are so good that you fill up on the appetizers and by the time the main course comes, you got to be asking for a to-go box because yep, you're already full. Man, <laughs> yes, that's what this is like. Yeah, so, you know, oh, oh I'm sorry. That's all right. You know, what came to my mind, <laughs> Brother Rudolph, was that uh, earlier you were talking about um, the event that's happening down near the Austin, Texas area. Our brother and sister, you know, when I listened to Sister uh, Mother Tarnetta's quote, you know, they have uh, very much expertise in, in surviving off the land. And so you want to share yeah. some of that with our listening audience? Well, you know, I let me take the mic. Let me see if I can get them on the line now uh, because they said that they were going to try to call in because they're actually in the middle, the beginning of their weekend workshop, disaster preparedness and survival workshop on the property as we speak this weekend. So let me see if I can get them on the line. I, uh I'll, I'll be right back with you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. While we're, uh, he's doing that, uh, you know, we multitask here and um, and giving the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan the love that he has given us and then some. Our hearts go out to him and Mother Khadijah Farrakhan at the loss of their son. That's right. Brother Joshua Farrakhan, whose janazah uh, is tomorrow. And uh, according to the Nation of Islam's uh, official uh, national center information, it goes on to say, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness, there is no God, but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. Assalamu alaikum. This was dated November 24th today. Dear believers, we pray this letter finds you in the best of health and spirit. The viewing for our brother. Joshua Farrakhan is as follows. Today from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. at Central Time at the Leak and Sons Funeral Home, 7838 South Cottage Grove Avenue in Chicago, 60619. So we want to say may Allah be pleased with our brother's work on earth. Uh, forgive him of his shortcomings and offer condolences to his parents, his siblings, his family, his children, and his offspring. 
inna lillahi wa inna lillahi raja'un. From Allah we come, and to Allah we shall return. May Allah be pleased with Brother Joshua's work on earth, as well as we lost two other soldiers uh, this week, Brother Mustafa Muhammad out of uh, Plainfield, New Jersey. Plainfield, yes, sir. Name goes to him and his family. And Brother Vincent uh, in New York, same goes to him and his family. Right. Three soldiers. You know, in this world, we just came out of uh, what they call Veterans Day. But these were three veterans, now ancestors, uh, um, that, that sacrificed their life. You know, we have an oath in our prayer that says, my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah. And we just thank Allah for these brothers for completing their task, their assignment. Yes, sir. And helping the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The hardest job any man has ever had to resurrect the dead here in the wilderness of North America and throughout the world. We thank Allah for these three brothers and pray that, you know, their family gets the necessary comfort. That's right. So, yes, sir. Yeah, he texts back to me. Uh, I, I apologize, brother. In the thick of it, so we know what that means. So yeah, yeah, prayerfully, yeah. Well, inshallah, they may be able to call in later on during the show. But what that means right now is they hot and heavy, and they don't have time to be on the phone because they're trying to survive. So that's right. Because I know In they the they of- had some real. They had some real-life scenarios that they were going to start everything off with right from Jump Street to get people in the right frame of mind for what this whole weekend was going to be like. This is not one of those weekends that you go to where you just want to, you know, bubble bath and put on this this cherry cloth (laughs) robe and... Uh, oh, get your man and your pen done, and, and, you know, leisure. No. This is one of those, if you're not careful, every, as Bobby Brown said, every little step you take could be your last one. That's right. And, and, and really, with disaster preparedness, that is an actual fact. You could make a decision that could sentence you and those who are you, who you're responsible for to death because you made the wrong decision at the wrong time. And that's the reality. And these are the things that we're trying to help you and help each other not do by planning, by practicing, by sharing information, by making each other aware of of circumstances that are out there, and by constantly going over these things, rehearsing, 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 in order to get it right. So it, it, it's not one of those things that, like I said, uh, this is just, like, you know how you, you did the fire drill when you was in school, and it may have happened mm-hmm. maybe once every six months, but then when the real deal happened, it was chaos because nobody really paid attention 
during the drill, and everybody thought mm. the drill was, was, was just nonsense. Yeah, well, these aren't those kind of drills. These drills here are life and death drills, and that's mm. the way we have to think of them. That's the way we have to operate with them, and that's the way we have to carry them out because when disaster strikes, there is no, I wasn't ready, there is no timeout, there is no uh, 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 pause, you know, there is no back like in our day where Dick Tracy used to come on and, and, and he's falling out the window, you know, he holds everything. Jiu-Jitsu calling Dick Tracy, no, nah, no, nah, this ain't that. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this is for real, for real, as our brother Barry always says. Yeah, That's so, right. You know, so inshallah, like I said, they'll uh, get back to us when they can, and we'll no. just keep it moving because, it, yeah. as you said, you talked about the janazas that are coming up for the fallen soldiers, and these are soldiers who in this army that we are part of, yeah, you know, there's a little R&R. There's a little rest and relaxation. But for the most part, no, you don't you get off until you're properly relieved. Well, these brothers have been properly relieved of their watch mm-hmm. and their duty. And they were properly relieved by the one that they serve, which is the God himself. That's right. So all praises due to Allah for each of them. Man, I have stories about each of them that could carry us well to the end of the program. But, you know, <laughs> I, it, it just it just brings um, a smile to my face to know that I was blessed to know them and I was blessed to spend quality time with each of them mm. at, at pivotal um, times in our nation. So, yes, yes, that's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Uh, it's always beautiful when someone yes, can complete their assignment. But um, that's why we try to give flowers while you can smell them as well. So shout out to uh Brother Reginald and Sister Captain Christina Muhammad of the uh, 10,000 10, Sealers, Inner City right. team there in Austin, Texas, and uh, surrounding vicinity, uh, uh, all the work right. that they've done. You know, um, I mean, wherever there's a call, if it was in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they were there. Whether it was That's in right. Houston. They were there. Whether it was in New Orleans, they were there. So shout out to them yes, while they're still doing the kind of work. And when Brother Rudolph said one step, every little step you take could be your last. We know that to be their MO. They don't they don't plan uh just for planning sake. They make it a life death situation. It reminds me of my father where he used to say, The life you save might be your own. And That's so, right. you know, if if they can get uh, an opportunity to join us, then we're extremely blessed to have that opportunity. If not, we understand they're doing the work. 
Now, you know, sometimes we read from the FEMA bulletin that comes out weekly, FEMA meaning the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and this right. last one that was published uh, November 21st, they have a clip where they're honoring the tribal nation during what is called Native American Heritage Month. And if you haven't gotten the uh, this week's Final Call newspaper, I humbly suggest you get it, where, of course, we're honoring our aboriginal family. Uh, right whether you call them Native Americans or Indians. Anyway, back to this little clip uh, in their bulletin. It says, as we commemorate uh, Native American Heritage Month, we reflect on the enduring legacy, resilience, and invaluable contributions of tribal nations. Wow, those are some nice-sounding words. FEMA is humbled yes, by the wisdom and cultural richness of the tribal nations and is committed to addressing past injustices by working with tribal nations to create a more inclusive and equitable future. Well, of course, time will tell. You can go to FEMA and look at their, what they call, first national tribal strategy as they aim to support and include uh, those on these uh, reservations in the processing uh, processes that directly affect their community. It brings to mind, Brother Rudolph, our dear sister, Sister Aurelia Muhammad. Yes. Who's yes, been critically uh, instrumental in, in working with the tribal nations. And I know we had a conversation with her a month or two ago, and she was bringing us up to date as what we need to do to be more right. effective with them and what she's been doing. Is there anything you'd like to share, Brother Rudolph, relative to just reflecting on the work that she's done with the uh, tribal nations as a result, as it relates to uh, disasters, vulnerabilities, and disparities? I'll, I'll just say this and keep it at this so as not to um, compromise Sister's position, but... Um, sister is out there with the 19 Pueblos and she is making friends for us with our family and she is curing places for us to be able to go to when disaster strikes where we are so there are arms that are open wide, ready to receive us, but we have to qualify ourselves to go to these places because you can't go empty-handed. You have mm-hmm. to go and having something to offer the larger family that you're going to because this isn't one of those things where You're just going to take, 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 take. No, we have to go being able to give something or provide a service that will help the larger family as well. And like you said, whether you call them first family or indigenous family or, uh, you know, Native American family, whatever it is you call them, understand who we're talking about. We're talking about 
our family, our brothers and sisters who were That's here right. long before Columbus got here. <laughs> we're talking about the ones who, uh, uh, you know, because if you listen to the world, they have the entire world fooled into thinking that this last day that just passed, which, you know, some people call it a holiday, uh, um, you know, not all of us have those sentiments. And where we're trying to keep it family-centered and focused, so we focus on bringing the family together on that particular day. But this is not a family uh, uh, um, good-feeling day. This was a day of rape, pillage, and murder. Mm-hmm. This was a day mm-hmm. in which those European settlers that came over, the natives that were here genuinely opened their arms and welcomed them in, gave them the supp- supplies that they needed to help save their lives from their long journey where they had depleted all of their resources and then they were lost and staggered upon foreign soil. And those that received them, welcomed them in, taught them how to live off the land, taught them the things that were edible to eat on these shores, taught them how to secure themselves against the forces of nature on these shores, and in return, what they did was to slaughter and obliterate them from the face of the earth. In fact, so, that was one you know, of the early on tactics, Brother Rudolph, of uh, biochemical warfare. Because, I mean, yes, sir. weren't the, that, the aboriginal family given uh, 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 smallpox? Smallpox. That was, Lake in blankets. In blankets. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. By General Amherst. Yeah, y'all know General Amherst. University of Massachusetts is in Amherst, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh Right. That Amherst. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they don't get these names for nothing. Right. They don't get these big big names of, of places and institutions for nothing and with what they all have in common is if you honestly study and research, you will find some of the worst war crimes and atrocities attached to them that they still to this day have not been held accountable for or made to be held accountable for. All right, we're going to switch gears, brothers and sisters. If you don't mind, Brother Rudolph, we're at 443, because one of the other things in this FEMA bulletin speaks to a a webinar on cyber incident planning guides for emergency managers. Now, brothers and sisters, we spoke to the War of Armageddon, and we know we spoke to the 24th chapter of the Book of Matthew in the Bible, and you can't help but to turn on your news in the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 
and hear about Palestine and Israeli conflict, hear about Russia and Ukraine. So I say that to say with just those things that are in the news every day, that's just mainstream media news. They're not telling you about the, the, the too many civil wars that's going on in Africa, the many countries in Africa. They're not telling you about that. They're not really telling you about the political upheaval that's going on in South and Central America. And, and we see the, 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 the political madness going on right here in America. It seems like every two or three weeks, Brother Rudolph, they're telling, telling us we bankrupt. We bankrupt. No more money. And we know it's fiat money. It's not based on anything. But at the same time, the way politics are being played, it gets right to 1155, 1159. Oh, we found a way to extend the economy for what? Two weeks? A month? Anyway, I just said all that to say another excerpt out the FEMA bulletin talks about the cyber incident planning guides for emergency managers. You see, even though cash is losing its value as we speak, it's still important to have a few dollars in your account, in your pocket. I don't care if you put it in your pillow. If the cybersecurity gets hacked, no more plastic, no more PayPal. Don't you got cash yet? Zell. Cybersecurity gets hacked. You're going to need a couple of dollars to get your family a few bottles of water if you haven't already established water in your survival kit. That's right. Keep a little bit That's of cash right. on you, brothers and sisters, during this time. Don't go for the okey-doke. I mean, if that's your thing, whether it's EBT card or you got credit cards with good credit, all praise is due to Allah. But right. I'm telling you, with this cash app, this Zelle, this PayPal, everything being electronic, all it takes is one little terrorist, quote-unquote, or just an inquisitive teenager. They know so much about this cybernetics and electronics that they get up in stuff that you and I wouldn't have a clue of how they got there. Next thing you know, the NSA is knocking on their door saying, is little Johnny home? (laughs) Yeah, he's here. Why? Well, he seemed to have, uh, we, we tracked him to, we, we we tracked the virus to this house because he seemed to have gotten in and hacked uh, things that, you know, maybe you and I and Brother Rudolph, because it's above top secret, we wouldn't even think about doing something like that. I, right. I, I might hey, be bro- off, Brother Rudolph. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right, Brother. Hey, Brother Yusuf, I got, I got somebody on the line. I got somebody on the line here that just want to shout you out and give you the greetings and give the family the greetings. Love it. Brother Barry. Yes, sir, I'm here. Greetings, everyone. Brother Yusuf, uh, I don't know if Brother Forrest is on. Yeah, and and, and, and and the uh, listening audience. Greetings, hope Brother is, Barry. Hope all is well with everyone and hope everyone has uh, uh, in, in good spirits and great health. 
Yes, sir. Likewise, yeah, to you and your family, you sound Tom. good. You feel good? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm down here in 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 Georgia. Been here for a few weeks. Uh, you know, this is this is home actually, and uh, okay, just been moving around. I'm going to head back up north before it get cold. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, if anybody can do it, it's you, brother. You the best that did it and got away with it. Brother Barry Crumley, good to hear your voice, soldier. Nobody yes, sir. can be you but you. <laughs> <laughs> so, brother Barry, what's new on the on the disaster awareness uh, scene for you, brother? I know, you know, different day, too reheated, as you oftentimes say, but, you know, what can you share with our listening audience, brother, that uh, you think they need to hear well, well, at this you know, time? The, the latest thing for me, um, um, actually within the last, I don't know, what, what, what time is it now? Uh, it, was, it was earlier this morning. Um, you know, the whole, uh, the hostage situation, um, you know, uh, Red Cross is, is, is the primary on that move. And mm-hmm. so when I heard it through the grapevine, I just made one quick call just to see how I can uh, dodge that bullet. <laughs> right. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, yes, sir. don't know what I'm talking about. You know, it's, yes, it gets sir. to the point where, where you've been doing this stuff for so long, it's like, like uh, you know, I don't need to be there. You know? Certain phone yeah, you... calls you do not answer. You right. let them ring. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So I actually heard that on, on uh, I don't know, it was some, some news station down here in Georgia. And um, when I heard Red Cross was the primary, I'm like, up. Oh, let me just get, get ahead of this curve real quick, you know. So I just, right. I just made, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, right. I mean, now, you know, once you get on this side, you know, that's a different story. And, you know, everybody get on board. You know, I'm sure Brother Rudolph, if we need, if they need our help for something. But um, I'm not getting on nobody's airplane right now, man. <laughs> I understand. Yes, sir. I understand. Man, man, yeah, man. So you down there in Georgia, you, 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 like the scripture said, oh, you go away to prepare a place that where you may be, we may be also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, hallelujah. Beautiful. Yeah. So don't worry, Brother Yusuf. When it get real hot and heavy there in Tidewater, all you got to do is just aim your converses toward Georgia. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, like like you said, friends in all walks of life. So those those friends, they're they're in, in locations and places. So yeah, it's all all applicable, brother. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like we were just talking, but you can't go empty head. You got to go with something to offer when you right. get to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's a beautiful thing. Brother, before you go, can you um talk to the listeners and explain to them what crap is? <laughs> it's just bad food, brother. That's, that's the bottom line. That is the bottom line, man. Uh, uh, with carbonated drinks. Uh, artificial artificial uh, 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 sweeteners and all like that, uh, refined sugars and processed foods, man. If you come in a box or a package, it's not good for you. It's yeah. simple as that. It's about, it's about it's the bottom line. 
Yeah, that's that's the bottom line, man. And you just have to discipline yourself. You know what I mean? Because people are going to continue to eat their rich crackers and and you know what I mean and their potato chips. But you know you can't you can't do it every day, man. You know. Um, right. And, and right. It, it's just it just has to become a lifestyle. You know, and that and that is a uh, that becomes a, a issue and probably even a problem, depending on how you're living, who you're living with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and their way. That's right. You know what I mean? It's like with your girlfriend, your wife. You know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean? No, you're telling it yeah, right. You, That's you, right. You just can't tell somebody don't eat that. You know, because they're not gonna listen, man. And can you uh, explain to the, the listeners the anomaly or the parable of the parachute, brother? Because oh, half the people don't even know what a parachute is. Oh, I'm going to have to pull that one up if, if I want to read it properly. Hold on. Let me go into my Google Docs real quick. Uh, maybe I can take another, take another call. Let me just pull that up somewhere. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> Brother Yusuf, yeah. Yes, sir. I, look, yes, I'm sir. not letting him get away. I ain't letting him get away scot free. No. no. Uh uh-uh. uh. He's got price. We gotta get something from him. Yes, yeah. sir. Indeed. Well, brothers and sisters, it's uh, 4:53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've been joined by our dear brother, brother Barry Crumley, who's a wealth of knowledge as it relates to uh, disaster preparedness, whether it's natural disasters or uh, biochemical, you name it, the brother has experience. And uh, we're just grateful anytime he gets an opportunity to steal away from what he's doing to be a part of the show. You know, you're listening to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, and when he comes back with that analogy on the uh, parachute, you'll, you'll know what I'm, we're talking about. Straight, no chasing. That parachute right. analogy is beautiful. Right. And like you said, it's the same soup, just reheated. Big Mama used to always tell us, boy, it's a poor rat only got one hole. <laughs> save some for a rainy day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. All of them uh all of them things that the old folk used to say that we used to think they was just high on moonshine. <laughs> they didn't know what they were talking about, but oh boy. Tell oh me. boy did we realize that they knew more than we thought they knew. And it don't matter what grade they went to in school, the our ancestors were some wise people because they navigated the time and they survived a time that not many of us would have been able to survive. That's right. Well, brothers and sisters, it's all about knowing where you are. You know, it's one thing to know who you are. Knowledge itself is critically important. But knowing where you are in terms of disaster awareness for community preparedness, knowing where you are, terms of logistics, I mean, Brother Barry just mentioned he's in Georgia. Brother Rudolph is in Michigan, I think. He None of these brothers yes, keep sir. still, family. They're not like me. Yes, I just sir. sit in my, my office here in Tidewater, Virginia. I don't go nowhere. But these brothers, right. they could be anywhere on the planet at any time. 
And right. So, this from the man know. that just got back to Tidewater. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, family, where are you? You know what I mean? If I'm in Norfolk, guess what? Norfolk is um, 96 square miles. The population is 246,000. Sounds like somebody's Ooh. calling in to disaster awareness for yes, community sir. preparedness. Welcome. Yeah, I, I got name. that information here. Okay, go ahead, Brother Bear. Parachute now. All right. It, 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 it's titled uh, The Principle of Provident Preparedness Preparation is Like a Parachute. And right. it, it, it's, it's five uh, five things that we need to know. And, and it's not and it's, I'd like to just preface by saying that it's, it's, it's one of those situations where uh, you have to have all five things in place. You, you have no options. Um, there's, there's no error. Uh, what does they say? There's no margin for error. Right. Mm-hmm. So Three out you, of five is still an F. Yeah, yeah. Your four out of five is no good. You have to have all five. And when, when I say them, you, the, the listening audience will understand. Right? So once again... You know, preparation and preparedness is like a parachute. And number one is you must have it before you need it. Number two, you must have it on when you need it. Hmm. Number three, you must know how to use it when it is needed. Hmm. You actually must use it when it's needed, and the fifth is it must be of good quality and work when you need to use it. And wow. so if, if you look at that, you know, this, 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 you know, pick anyone. Pick anyone out of five. Let's pick number three, right? So right. you must know how to use it when it is needed. So although you have the parachute on and the plane is going down and you jump, it don't matter. If you don't know where the pull cord is, the rip cord, right? <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and, and once again, um, I go with number five. Go with number five. Yeah, number five. No, okay, this is number five. It must be uh, in good quality and work, right? So, okay, you got the parachute on. It, it's rigged up properly. Uh, you know where the rip cord is at, but you pull it, and it just don't open. It's a knockoff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you, so you touch it, <laughs> right? And and so now the other uh, a phenomenon about that is, you know, with all those five those five things that need to be put in, in in place, right? The main thing is, out of all of that, if you learn how to pack your own parachute, that's even better, right? You know, right. so, so that that speaks to all of what. What we're talking about that speaks to all of what uh, the energy that Brother Yusuf and Brother Rudolph and Brother Sparrows are putting in on on a weekly basis to get information to people. It's like you got to learn this stuff, and it's not going to come overnight. You can't just pay for it because you got the money. You got to learn it, man, and it got to be a, a lifestyle. And the people that's around you, it just makes it easier when they are cooperative and cooperate. Right, Brother Barry, if you don't mind, what was number four again? Oh, oh, that one. You actually must use it when it is needed. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's like, okay, I got to shoot and planes going down or I need to jump. So, yeah, we're going to we're gonna make this thing happen here. That's it. Thank you, sir. Brother, brother Yusuf and Brother Rudolph. Yes, sir. You all don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all, y'all leading each other into disaster for fairness. <laughs> but let me, let me, let me throw my two cents in in this. This is Brother Reginald from the Ten Thousand Fearless First Responders. Right there from t- I just thought I might lend my ear, lend, lend my ear to all of you all, uh, Brother Rudolph. I I got a chance to slip away from the madness that's down here, but. I would say this, man, what the brother just said was wonderful because that is, um, you know, preparation to it all. But, it not, you know, Brother Yusuf, you said it might be a knockoff. Sometimes it don't necessarily have to be a knockoff. Sometimes mm-hmm. it could be the person who's using it just is not aware or is not trained on how to use it. Boy, Sometimes it's, it's, just, right it's, it's, it's classes and it's training that a person must go through in order for them to use such items such tools to save their life. Uh, that's one of the reasons why oftentimes uh, and most times 10,000 fearless first responders, we train. We train not only believers across the region, across the nation, but we train people that are not believers, sometimes believers that don't look like me and you. Because right. last time I checked, disasters don't have a color to it. That's right. So that's if, right. I, if, if I know, if I know that that Joe Blow down the street got something I can use. I'm not gonna ask him what religion he's in. I'm not gonna ask him what he's, you know, what his profession is. I'm just gonna ask him, can I use the? Talk about it. My, I ain't gotta ask nothing. My credentials will speak for themselves. So okay. I just say this, brothers and sisters, we have to understand that it's time now. It's time for you to brush off your scriptures. It's time for you to brush off. Your your disaster preparedness kits, unwind them. We are here at a campground right now, but we also are teaching disaster preparedness and community awareness, what to look for, what not to look for, not just in a time of disaster, but in a time of need when you see your brothers and sisters need something that you can help them on. So I would say this. We have to train, man. We have to train because everybody don't know how to, to, to use a fire extinguisher. Everybody don't know how to use a lighter. Everybody don't know how to use these common things that we see, and when it's time to go, we don't know how to go. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for calling in, Brother Reginald. We know you're real busy, brother, and you dropping pearls, brother. You dropping nuggets right behind Brother Barry. So we just saying to our listening audience humbly, y'all better hearken unto the voice of the Lord through these brothers. Because they're not talking just theoretical. They're talking based on being tried, tested, and be found true in what they're doing and what they've been blessed to do. So, man, Brother Reginald, Brother Barry, boy, you've enriched our program this week, as you always do. But it's amazing, Brother Rudolph, how they just came and just connected the dots of all of what we said up until they came on the program. Do you agree? That, oh, emphatically, brother, emphatically, which which mm-hmm. speaks to the fact that what we're talking about, it's a universal language, but you have to know the language. Mm. And it's not, it's nothing, like they say, you can't fake the funk. 
<laughs> so cutting school, cutting class in this subject will not just get you an F, but it will get you a D-E-A-D. Well, i tell you one thing. Before you're dead uh, physically, you have an opportunity to resurrect yourself. So we humbly say to you, if you're getting a disaster uh, preparedness knapsack together to carry, you better be in shape to carry it. Because if you have you to walk one mile, before you 10 miles, 20 miles, you have to be in shape. Nobody going to help right. carry you and your knapsack. You have to be in shape. Right. And we're talking about just walking. What if you have to run one mile, 10 miles, 20 miles? Well, uh, yeah. you know, everybody in our, in, in our community and in our family, unfortunately, we lead uh, all uh, health issues as it relates to uh, uh, disparate impact. Yeah, 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 pre-existing conditions comorbidities, if you will. So we're going right. to help, have to help some of our family members. But if you love them, then you'll get in shape, so you'll be in shape enough to help them. But as they tell you on, when you get on an airplane, Brother Barry, to make sure you put on your uh, air mask first before you try to assist somebody else, right? So um, we yes, just sir. humbly, that's what, Brother, I, I hear you, Brother Reginald, when you cry out in the wilderness to our people. We got to train. We got to train and what that looks like, whether it's an extinguisher, whether it's first aid, whether it's preparing your disaster preparedness kit and family, you, you, you have to know that this thing we're talking about, once we do for self, then the creator will bring people of like minds around you. So it's, it's like community investment community involvement, community partnership for community risk reduction. You know, and as Brother Reginald said, it doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. Disaster is, um, it's a word Brother Rudolph taught me, y'all. Don't ask me to spell it. It's non-discriminatory. It's non-discriminatory. You understand? Don't ask me to spell it, but that's real. It don't take off holidays. It don't take lunch, no lunch period. You understand? So let me get out the way, Brother Rudolph. We got these subject matter experts with us, and we let's use their time wisely. Thank you, brothers, for calling in and enriching disaster Absolutely. awareness for community preparedness this week. Absolutely. As you do every I'll say this. I'll say this, brother. What you just said was wonderful. And I, I am going to challenge you to smell that. No, I'm joking. Um, I would I say, I would say this though. You know, as a, as as the old saying goes, and as that old song used to say, "Papa may have, Mama may mm-hmm. have." Go ahead. But God bless the child, man, that can hold and got his own. That's we have right. to understand the time that we're in right now. You have to take care of your business, man. And right now, a lot of people are falling short of that. But all it is is pick ourselves up by the bootstraps, man, and let's make it happen. Because the God has already showed us the way by way of all the disasters that we didn't seen that came before us. We've not right. seen what disaster looked like. Now we got to see what preparedness looked like. How right. many disasters have we seen on the news? How many disasters have we seen on CNN and say, oh, my God, look at them. I wish I could help. Well, that is now you. You can help. 
by starting a cert team in your neighborhood, by starting a cert mm-hmm. team in your region, your city, and go get trained and see the next time a disaster comes, you too can be a firefighter. You too can be a, a search and rescue guy, swift water training. Huh? You too can yeah. have a cadaver dog. You, I don't, Brother Yusuf and Brother Rudolph, I, I just got a question. Who said you yeah. had to go get trained by the U.S. government in order for you to hit the battleground? No, I want to know. I want to know who said that because the the next time somebody say that, I want you guys to take them out immediately. Because only thing you need to do is go get trained by brothers and sisters that look me and looks like me and you, and then hit the battleground. As long, it's one thing about the enemy; he knows as long as you train, you don't, they'll get out your way. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, family, I would say this because my time is definitely is short. I would say that we have to get trained and we have to hit the battleground. Our people need our help because disaster is coming. And when it does come, don't say, oh, woe, it's me. Say, ooh, I wish I could help. Just like you and we and how, how Brother Yusuf used to say, you and we and how folks used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's right. <laughs> But we thank you, Brother Reginald, for the time that you've uh, lent us uh, this week, brother. Please give your family our best regards, brother, and the uh, 10,000 fearless inner city cert team there that you're working with. Please give them all our best regards, brother. Love Absolutely. you, brother. Absolutely. Let me, let me say this one last thing. And guess what we're doing? I'm, I'm, on cook, I'm on cook detail right now. I'm going to let y'all know that right now. I'm over here cooking up some grilled, some grilled salmon burgers and some and some grilled chicken chicken uh, chicken burgers too, some uh, chicken breast burgers. But I would say this: they're down there at the lake doing a fishing class. Now, how many of us mm. know how to fish? How many of us know how to hunt? How many of us know these things that, well, so when it really comes down to it, we'll be able to feed our family by any means necessary. That's right. See, beautiful. See? A lot of brothers and sisters are afraid of camping as it is. But you can't be afraid of the wilderness, man, because you never know what you might be called back to. So get yourself together, brothers and sisters. It's time now, man. It's time. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> you know, and since well, he was talking about that button, you know, we got that Harlem Woodsman on the still on the line too. You know, that Harlem Woodsman right there. Yeah, brother Barry. Yeah, yeah. I did. I just text you um, because I'm gonna hit the road. You know, like I said, I'm down here in the country, and it's like a different kind of dark down here, man. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed, different kind of dark. So I'm gonna hit it. Um, I got a few more miles before I get back on the other side of of, of, of the city. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, you know how to get me, baby. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. It don't matter. You know what I'm right, saying? Bro. All right, you be safe, man. Keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. I right, love you, Appreciate bro. you, brother. Right, love all love y'all, you, brother. Man. Everybody stay safe. You as well. Yes, sir. All right, peace. Isn't that wonderful? 
That was wonderful. That's it. That's it. Look, this is how we roll. This is how we roll right here. Each one, each one, each one, reach one, and that's how we'll be able to survive whatever may come because we are a family. And, see, you don't have to have everything. You just have to know that you have love and there is love for you in the family, and somebody is going to help if you open your mouth and say you need us. Telling you, brothers and sisters. Go ahead, Brother Bruno. Man, man, yeah, it's a beautiful thing to to be a part of a family, Brother Yusuf. You know, you're not a lone wolf out there, out there in the wilderness all on your own. You know, you have family members that you can, if you can just make it to down the road there, then you know that you can get you a, a hot hot bowl of soup. If you can just make it over the horizon there, then, you know, there's a warm bed, a warm, dry bed for you to sleep in. If you can just make it up the road, piece, there's somebody waiting there for you that's going to, give you something to help you out on your sojourn while you're trying to get to safety. But you have to, have to be involved in your own salvation. You know, like they say in the church, working out your own salvation. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you, you pray, pray. And then you have to give up and work. You can't just stay on your knees all day and think that your prayers are going to be answered. No, your prayers are going to be answered because God is going to come to you, to man, through man, for the benefit of man. That's right. I'm believing in that, Brother Yusuf. Yeah, no, I think it's very important that you say what you say because to come to men, through men, for the benefit of each other, there's a has to be a considerable a considerable amount of love and compassion for your brother when you talk about disaster preparedness and you know whether they prepare a warm bed for you or you're preparing a warm bed for them there has to be some level of compassion but then also when you talk about brother Barry closed out by saying it's a different type of dark where he was in Georgia and Brother Rudolph used the analogy, right down the road. Well, you really got to know where you are because whether you're in a rural area, like Brother Barry just mentioned he was in, but he also mentioned it's going to take him some time to get to the other side of the city. So that means in the areas where we are generally, you got urban areas. You may or may not have high-rises. But then you got other areas. I mean, being here in the southeastern part of Virginia, as you know, uh, Brother Rudolph, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Suffolk, Portsmouth, Hampton, Newport News. I mean, these Newport. are very, very large areas in terms of logistics. Norfolk in and of yes, itself sir. is 96 square miles with 246,000 people in that area. 
Virginia but, Beach is 497 square miles with 448,000 people in it. You know, we meet in Norfolk on Sunday, and one of the believers asked me to take a a, a, a visitor, asked me if I would take a visitor to a particular hotel in Virginia Beach. I said, well, just let me know where it is. Because when you say a hotel in Virginia Beach, and Virginia Beach is 497 square miles, that hotel right. could be right next to the city of Norfolk or it could be on the other side. I'm telling you, you know, it was the first time I went to that particular hotel when I dropped the brother off. But by the time I got to my home, I felt like I had driven from Virginia to New York. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, right. just in one city. And hadn't even left the city, hadn't even left the city yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, yes, you're sir. talking about Chesapeake, 350,000 square miles. Suffolk, 429,000 square miles. Portsmouth, 47 square, 47 square miles. Hampton, 135 square miles. Newport News, 69 square miles. I mean, you're talking about if a disaster jumps off, and you got to get down the road, as Brother Rudolph mentioned. Down the road could be a ways. Right. Down the road could be a ways. So hopefully you don't have to walk there. You don't have to run there. Hopefully you can drive there. But, you know, that leads us to making sure your car is in good shape, fuel. So if you have to get to where you have to get to, look. Most of them jump off in this area, and they tell me, all right, everybody evacuate. Where are these people going to go? Huh? We ninety-seven. Yeah, it's ninety-four miles from Norfolk to the capital, Richmond, which is in the center of the state. You talking about in these seven cities alone, one million four hundred and twenty-five thousand, almost one million four hundred and twenty-six thousand people to evacuate. Come on, brothers and sisters, we got to be real. So that's part of disaster preparedness too whether or not you're prepared to shelter in place or whether you're prepared to evacuate. It's a fine job. Yeah, brother, <laughs> I'm telling you, brother, this is just something critically important to 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 consider as we're at 5.19 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, I want to thank Brother Reginald and Brother Barry calling in and blessing us with their presence and their expertise on yes, all that they said, all that they said, you know. Uh, you know, these these things, brothers and sisters, as Brother Rudolph said earlier, nothing to play with. Oftentimes, we talk about the psychology of the victim, the right. psychology of the first responder, the psychology of the emergency manager. And when we look at certain incidents that have as Brother Reginald said, you know, it's already happening. We know what disaster looked like. Brother Rudolph and I will never forget as long as we live 9-11 in New York City. That's for sure. People who live in New That's Orleans sure. in the southeast region will never forget uh, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Katrina. on August right. 29th, uh, 2005. Brother Law calls in, Brother Rudolph. Myself, we'll never forget uh, the earthquake in Haiti 
which wasn't in the right. continental U.S., but at the same time, it shook up the world. That was January yes, 12, 2010. You see? That's right. So I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, uh, we have the proof. We have the pictures. You know, it's documented. And the time we're living in right now where money and politics is off the chain, corruption has appeared on the land and the sea, on account of what man's hands have been brought. Yeah, that perhaps, you know, they may return and repent. But, I mean, look, when, when, when gasoline went up not too long ago now, during the pandemic, it went up to $7 a gallon. In some places in America. That's right. Yeah, I mean. That's right. So, I I remember one sign at at a at a at a gas station. They took the numbers down, and they put up letters. They said it's going to cost your arm, a leg, and both, (laughs) in order to fill up your (laughs) gas tank. Medical prices, uh, medical bills are off the chain. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, we better, as brother Reginald said. Get with the program. Learn something simple like first aid, CPR. Learn something simple like fire safety education, extinguishers, how to use it. Make sure you have carbon monoxide and smoke detectors in your home. Take an opportunity to train your family how to exit the house to the fire or something occurred in your house. They call it exit drills in the home and you know as our dear sister the ancestor Maya Angelou said quote you might not be able to control all the events that happen to you but you can choose to not be reduced by them so here we are brothers and sisters encouraging you to uh, call in and further this dialogue that we're having here on disaster preparedness on the 24th of November 2023, I'm telling you, the life you save might be your own and to teach us to touch a life forever. So that's all we're trying to do, brothers and sisters. Get this word out to you, that you and I and us might get this word out to our young people, whether it's disaster preparedness or just defending your community, making it a safe and decent place to live. Shout out to Brother Captain Dennis the Peacekeepers Global Initiative and all right. those who support him. We present for peace. Shout out to all That's the 10,000 right. feelers. You know, whether you have a conflict hotline number, whether you're part of a CERT team, or whether you're part of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, you know, shout out to all the first responders who just trying to do their part because, again, you won't be able to come back to us and tell us, uh, you know, Brother Rudolph, how come, how come you didn't tell us this was going to happen? What, what, what you mean, famine? You, you talking about an extreme and general scarcity of food? Yep. You talking about a drought? Yep. You talking about hunger? Yeah. Not, not, not like the young, oh, you know, I'm hungry. No, we talking about hunger. You better put a a seed in the ground, cultivate the land, and pray that you get some yield from it. And then, you know, again, training, 
Once the fruits and vegetables come up, learn how to can. Get your little yes, pantry together, as Brother Rudolph would say. The old folks used to, you know, give us them axioms. Well, the old folks oh, knew how to can, and they had pantries, for real, for real. Man, in every house. Every house. Yep. So I'm going to get out the way, Brother Rudolph, let you take it where the creator going to bless you to take it. I'm just grateful, man, for this opportunity to share what we've been given. So hopefully the people That's will, right. you know, appreciate, you know, what we've been given to give to them. And it's about the law of reciprocity, brothers and sisters. The more you love, the more you be loved. That's the law of reciprocity. Brother Rudolph. Man. Yes, sir, Brother Yusuf. You, you, man, when you was talking about that square mileage of the state of Virginia, Man, that brought back some memories for me, brother, because I mm-hmm. used to live there. I live on Black's Beach in Norfolk, outside the uh, uh, DOD, the, the um, DNS peers there in mm-hmm. Norfolk, Virginia. Man, I lived in Portsmouth, Virginia. I lived mm-hmm. in Cavalier Manor. I lived, oh, man, in Virginia Beach. I lived in bad news, <laughs> Newport uh-huh. News. <laughs> and no good news, new news. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man. Yes, sir. Memories, brother, memories. memories. Now, now, you know, sometimes, Brother Rudolph, um, when when you identify certain areas, right, they'll, they'll say the, proper area of the city or town and then the rural outside i forgot the term that they use but like like detroit what what what's the population of detroit and the square miles you know offhand oh man um you know i can tell you this about detroit when you're talking about detroit proper okay right. The uh, Detroit proper is talking about the city of Detroit itself. When they say mm-hmm. Detroit proper, they're talking about the city of Detroit. Now, here's the crazy thing that I learned about Detroit um, from being out here. Now, as of 2001, uh, t- 2021, of course, you know, the population of Detroit, was 632,464, mm-hmm. according to the census. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that's Detroit and the surrounding areas. A lot of these right. cities in Detroit, mm-hmm. Southfield, um, 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 Hazel Park, Royal Oak, um, areas like that. These cities broke away from Detroit proper mm-hmm. and became their own little city state, so to speak, or their own little mm-hmm. township. Got their mm-hmm. own mayor and city council and everything, their own charter and everything. But to people that really know 
it's still Detroit. And what really fueled it was because they did they wanted to separate themselves from the negative publicity mm-hmm. of the blacks in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. it the way it is. Yeah, make and it plain. So That's right. In order, in order to do that, they created another city where the blacks weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what actually happened. So when you hear people, and even now, still, when you hear news stories, and I catch this a lot while I'm here, you'll hear about a carjacking or a shooting or a murder, and they'll just say, they'll say it was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we'll know mm-hmm. about the confines of where it was, whether it was, you know, uh, five mile or single, right. six mm-hmm. mile, or mm-hmm. seven mile, eight mile. We'll know that mm-hmm. based on what it was. But now when they start talking other things and they specify Royal Oak, or 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 Southfield or something like that. When they specifying it, they're doing that because they want you, the listener, to understand that. Oh, we have nothing to do with them, right? Until it's convenient for them to have something to do with. And I Great say point. us because I live in Detroit, seven mile Illinois. I'm in Detroit. I'm on the west side of Detroit. Okay? Detroit is a lot like Brooklyn. It's a mm-hmm. lot like Brooklyn. You know, uh, Brooklyn, you got Bed-Stuy, you got Brownsville, East New York, Flatbush, you know. Detroit Canarsie. has the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. It has the same thing. And you just got to remember that, you know, I don't care where you go. Wherever there's black people, there's a lot of congruency and a lot of similarities there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, see. So. No, yeah. No, that's that's important. You know, I thank you for sharing uh, that because yes, the sir. fact that you and I are from New York, people outside of New York, if you say New York, then what does that mean? Now, the state is right. totally different than the five boroughs, but even the five boroughs have Long Island attached to it, Westchester, Rockland County attached to it, and those of us are are, uh, attached to the five boroughs, even Inglewood, New Jersey, may be considered a part of New York, even though it's in New Jersey, you know, and uh, not to mention it was hard for me, brother, when you talk about the politics of, you know, how, let's say, disasters are handled because the politics are different in these little villages, hamlets, attachments, and whatnot, as you right. identified. Right. It was it was hard for me to explain to anybody around the country that in Westchester County, there were over 54 different fire departments in one right. county. 
Right. Which means each town, village, hamlet had a fire chief, had fire officers, had fire personnel, mostly paid, some what they call combination, paid and volunteer, some strictly volunteer. Well, people from around the country would say, what? 54 different fire departments in one county? I mean, I didn't make it up. I just came along when I did the research. I said, good God almighty, boy, look at the politics here. And that's a part of disaster preparedness we should consider as well. We have it on a different level. Once you get to a certain level of understanding politics, then – then that determines after 9-11 who got all that grant money that, you know, these little churches, and no disrespect to the little churches, but to see them get disaster preparedness trailers after 9-11 because the money was available. It's like they right. they never, they had no history of talking about no disaster preparedness, but they were politically connected that, you know, That's some right. of these little departments, man, they ended up getting all kind of brand new equipment. And then that's when we saw also on the law enforcement side, all of a sudden the, the, the law enforcement started looking like the military with, with right. you know, the type of vehicles. With the, with the, with the all-terrain vehicles, the armor right. coat, uh, COVID vehicles, yeah. That's yeah, when they yeah, started yeah. with the widening with the widening of the of the roadways in order to make room and to be able to support these heavier vehicles that's going to be coming through when they take, lay siege to your, to that's your right. city. Right. That's right. Yes, sir. That's you know, right. tell people, go back and watch Denzel Washington's movie, The Siege. That's right. Go back and watch it. And don't watch that's it right. for the... Hollywood cinematography of it, watch it for the game plan that they're going to use when they feel get ready to clamp down on any met- metropolitan city and lock down the population for whatever reason they want to do it. Just look at how they're going to do it. Because that's their uh, that's their mo, that's their game plan uh, on how they're going to do it. It was right there in Hollywood, right there in the movies on the screen for everybody to see. Oh yeah, they show it to you. It's interesting you used to say that. I go back to the document. Uh, let me see the King Alfred plan. Oh, the I King, go back. King Alfred plan. I, yes, sir. I, I, I go back to the document of the Patriot Act. Right. I don't know what they One call it today, two. but it's the same. Right. It's the same, and it's interesting because uh, right there, right here at Norfolk State University, my wife and I are alumni. We went to the homecoming football game a month or two ago, right. and so. You know, that was our interest, just the game. But afterwards, we know the tailgating and all of that goes on someplace. Well, we know where it is on the campus in the main area where everybody had been hanging out the day before, the night before 
Right. So my wife and I said, okay, let's let's just walk, you know, by or through or. Man, we saw all our people, man, just partying, and I seen a couple people I know. They said, man, they had been there since the night before. They were tired, and our young people, but it looked like the siege, huh? They had the whole thing fenced up, all the vendors, all our people up in there. All they had to do was put the padlock on the outside gate. That's it, and they stuck. Yeah. I'm saying our people being led to slaughter, they don't even know it. They got the PA right. pumping, they thumping, they two-stepping, they doing whatever they doing, twerking, grinding, eating pork chops and, you know, uh, pulled pork <laughs> sandwiches and all that. Right. I'm saying, man, right. if the feds come through here, man, and just all they got to do is put the lock on the damn fence, man. It looked like the siege, y'all. It looked like that movie, The Siege, except, you know, they were partying. But when the siege go down, man, look, you better prepare, brothers and sisters. This is nothing. This is like like Brother Rudolph said. This ain't really no movie we talking about here. Right. This is reality. And, and, and Brother Yusuf, you know, you know how we do. We always like to uh, uh, um, bring up lyrics from a popular song or or, or something. Mm-hmm. That describes what we're talking about. Well, what you're talking about right there, you know, just think about it. Say, run, shorty running around smoking sex, drinking beer, ain't trying to hear what I'm kicking in his ear. Yeah, we're trying to get y'all to prepare to be on the lookout. Whoa. In the scripture of the Bible, it would be saying, whoa to you right now. It would be telling, telling you, whoa. Look, you know? me and my wife, my wife and I, uh, uh, we 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 looked at where the opening was, and we prayed there was another yes, means of egress on the other side. But we saw so many people corralled in this big fence. We said, Nah, we ain't right. going up in there. We ain't going we up in there. Right. We walking around right. it, and let's get to our car and get to heaven up out of here. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that that's exactly what that remind me of, brother. The siege, yeah. brother. I said, Man, these people, these young people, they don't. And now I'm not just saying young people. It's people my age, which I'm young at heart. But, damn, I'm talking about the right. 60s and 70s up in there, you know, reminiscing, having a good time. But, man, we just can't let our guard down like that, man. Like you said, Brother Rudolph, when the call is made, they rolling them tanks down them streets that they repaved to be able to take right. those armored cars and come down. Yeah, I'm telling yep. you, man. This is this is we in it, brother. Reginald said it. It's not to come. We're in it. It's here, in right, it, brothers? I'm telling you, right. Telling you, it's not if, it's when. That's right. It's just a matter of time at this point. It's just a matter of time. They say it's not over to the fat lady thing. Well. She already in the dressing room. She done squirted her throat already. She's standing at the door getting ready to walk out on the stage. And, and, and we don't even realize it yet. Mm-hmm. The overture is already playing. The overture. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. The overture. I'm telling you, we right in it, brothers and sisters, uh-huh. as we are. Technically, 5.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the last 20 minutes of this week's program. 
Again, we want to thank Brother Reginald of the uh, 10,000 uh, CERT team, 10,000 fearless CERT, C-E-R-T, Community Emergency Response Team out of Austin, Texas, and right. the work he's doing with his wonderful wife, Sister Captain Christina Muhammad, and all those in their inner circle training, fishing, he's cooking, they're hunting, they, you know, doing it. Uh, shout out to Brother Barry. <laughs> All that he does. <laughs> I told you, Even they us. told me. They told me when they was planning it that it wasn't going to be the usual workshop where you come in and first day's the meet and greet and, you know, everybody just sitting around lounging until so they were, it wasn't, wasn't going to be that this time. From the time you step foot on the property, you in the scenario. And the scenario never stops. It goes all the way until you, even if you leave, the scenario is still going on for whoever else is still there. That's right. Yeah. So, Well, look, brothers and sisters, look, I, far be it for me and Brother Rudolph to, 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 to uh, pump what in this world they call it Black Friday. And I think they, they, they say that this is a time you can get certain items that, that, that cost less than what they normally cost. Well, why don't you consider um, purchasing some cat litter? Huh? Cat litter? Right. What's cat litter? Right. Well, you'd be surprised when right. you come down with the get down. You may need some cat litter for sanitation purposes if you get caught out in litter, the buildings. Some, Your plumbing goes down. Extra strength, extra strength dub, double walled or two or three ply. Some garbage bags, some sturdy garbage bags, some duct tape. Some, a couple, what some about rolls, toilet paper? What about flush toilet? Oh, you can get that. You can get a portable toilet. You just got to look for it. It's yeah. out there for you to get. Hey, what you can just get a... you a bucket. You can get you a bucket with a toilet seat and just get you some plastic bags to line it with. With some disinfectant and some something to clean and sanitize it and you yourself with after you finish, and a little portable uh, uh, folding shovel so that you can uh, dispose of that stuff when you finish. Uh, you know, th- 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 these are practical things that you can buy with some of that hard-earned money that you get ready to give back to them, and then be crying woe in the next three weeks when you talk about trying to buy a Christmas gift for somebody and go back in debt till March of next year dealing with these clowns and this buffoonery. Well, oh, 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 did I say that? I didn't mean that, brother. No, well, back to practical. What about my brother was talking about making some uh, salmon burgers and some chicken. Uh, 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 What about about a, a portable propane stove? I mean, what about even charcoal stoves. I mean, these are practical things you need to consider because when it go down with the get down, you're going to need these things. What about um, a tent? What about a tent? Yeah. Huh? You can get a, a tent that sleeps two and a tent that sleeps 10. You can get a tent that sleeps 20, depending on the severity of uh, what's going down, how it's going to get down. But you got to know how, just like that parachute, how to use it. Principles of providence, preparedness, like a parachute. You must 
have it before you need it. You must have it on when you need it. When you need it. You must know how to use it when needed. You must actually (laughs) use, actually you must use when it's needed. And it has to be good quality and it must work. In other words, operate. And you got to learn the package. But back to, you know, thinking about practicality, right? What about investing in a, you ever see those vests you can get for children or even for adults that can't swim? You never know. You might need it in a flood. You never know. Vests that afloat. For everybody in your family. What about a generator? My power went out two days ago. And just when I was getting my generator ready, came back on. Thank Allah. Right. This is uh, only you a know, drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what it made me do was it forced me to move some things around, reassess right. my kit, how to get to it when needed. You have uh, my particular. That's right. My 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 particular uh, uh, generator runs off propane. So, are my tanks full? How you know? You can't necessarily tell by weight all the time. You understand? Right. You have so enough. it made me right. Exactly. It forced me to reassess. You don't buy Where that. Where are you storing this, this propane? This highly volatile. Uh, uh, explosive compound pressured gas. That's right. You better have it in a metal (laughs) container, and still that may not be enough, but with proper ventilation. Excellent point, Brother Rudolph. And then what about a handheld generator, something that you can plug maybe two two cords into, and, you know, sometimes you get the uh, portable power supply, ACDC. That's also a jump starter. Or your car battery right. will help you with uh, inflation. Uh, also, as an air pump, you might want to consider that during this time. You got a bicycle? Does it work? Okay, just checking. You never know what you might need at this time. What about? Uh, Can you ride it? Is the question. <laughs> have mercy. Can you ride it? <laughs> Study guide number four: A struggle for balance. And you got to have right. good cardio, balance and cardio. I'm going to tell you, it's going to help you a little bit with some balance and cardio. Do you have any Navy beans? Huh? 50-pound bag, 25-pound bag, 100-pound bag? Navy beans. You might want to consider uh-huh. that if you can get it. What right. about water? We go through water all the time. Go through water all the time. You can purchase gallons. You can purchase five gallons. You can purchase uh, uh, larger than that. But if uh, if you know some kind of natural disaster is coming your way, fill up your bathtub with water. You just never know what you may need that for. What That's about right. a filtration system to put in your water? What about a place to keep your valuable belongings, your ID, your birth certificates. You got a little portable safe? 
These are just some things we, you know, just trying to make you say, hmm, I never thought about that. I don't know, so many things, brothers and sisters, and we just wanted to take this last opportunity to at least put on your mind, you know, these things to consider, making sure your car is uh, properly uh, calibrated, lubricated, filled up in terms of your tank. All these things are critically important, uh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, we don't ever want you to be able to come back to disaster awareness for community preparedness and say to us, uh, well, Brother Rudolph, Brother Yousef, how, how come you didn't tell us this was going to happen? No. Right. That's right. not what we're trying to do here. Right. It's just right. it's, it's, it's just too much. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's quite a bit. We try to put it as succinctly and simply as we can um, in a two-hour period every Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. But when you talk about advocacy, well, many of our listening audience, as you heard, Brother Barry and Brother Reginald, are subject matter experts in their own right. right. Technical yes, assistance, as Brother Rudolph just said. If we don't have it, more than likely we can call somebody who has what we need. Oh, yes, sir, without a doubt. When you talk about serving life, health, property, environment, it gets deeper, as we were just talking about the politics of logistics, you know, what's city proper and what's the surrounding areas and why. All of these things we need to consider, uh, brothers and sisters. What's a multi-pronged and a multifaceted approach? What's that mean? It's not just a one, how they say, one shot fits all. It's not just that when you talk <laughs> about disaster preparedness. It's processes for safety. You know what I mean? We have to provide resources for particular target audiences, the babies, the elders, which might be one and the same sometimes, the pets, those who are hearing impaired. It's a process for safety. And then, last but not least, I'm going to get out your way, Brother Rudolph, when you talk about visualization. You know, when you sit down with people and you have meetings with people, you oftentimes hear the question, well, what does that look like? And so I offer that question to our listening audience. What, 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 what does disaster awareness for community preparedness, what does that look like to you? Brother Rudolph, you want to help them out with that? Well, you know, depending on your vantage point, depending on your, as you always say, you know, disasters like education and religion comes in degrees. So depending yes, on what degree you're on, it will tell what it looks like. Um, the safest and most succinct way I can say it is this. When we're talking about having a go-bag, a go-bag is simply a bag that's full of stuff for you that's going to make you feel comfortable 
at the most uncomfortable time in your life. Mm. While you are a refugee running from pillar to post, running Mm -hmm. from where you can no longer stay, trying to get to somewhere that's safe for you to stay, what's in that bag you're carrying will help you to remain to to continue to feel like a human being. Mm -hmm. That's what's in your go bag. So that goes from the toiletries that you have in there to uh, what you're going to use to keep yourself clean, what you're going to use to keep yourself fresh, what you're going to use, what clothes you're going to be able to change into if you need to, depending on how long this this thing lasts, Um, what are you going to use to occupy your mind so that you don't go crazy just constantly 24-7 thinking about the situation that you're in the middle of? Do you have a good book in there to uh, occupy your mind? Do you have one of those magnetic checkers or chess or backgammon uh, little sets in there that you and somebody else can uh, spend some time playing? Do you have some dominoes or some playing cards or something? Um, You know, can you brush your teeth? Can you... uh, 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 wash up under your arms and put some deodorant on to kind of smell fresh. Can you, uh, uh, if your socks get wet because your shoes are wet because you're walking in standing water, can you get somewhere and dry your feet and put some dry socks on? You know, uh, if you have an accident on yourself, can you change your underwear and have some fresh underwear on? Uh, mm-hmm. If the weather outside is bad, uh, do you have a poncho or some rain gear in there that can help keep you warm and dry? Uh, if you get into a situation and you need a couple of tools to help you out, do you have a pair of grip pliers? Do you have a Phillips head or a flathead screwdriver? Do you have some vice grips? <coughs> do you have a small hammer? or a hammer hatchet pry bar, something to help open up and get you in somewhere or get you out of somewhere? Uh, Do you have some type of blade in there that you can use to cut things? Do you have any rope in case you have to tie something down or tie somebody up? Uh, or, Or climb somewhere or pull to you. Uh, Do you have these things in that bag? Uh, If you have a medical condition, do you have an ample supply of your medication in that bag that will help get you over um, this period here until you get to a place where things are a little more you can get to proper medical care, um, you know, um, should be in your go bag. And then, of course, remember this. Is there anything to eat 
in your go bag? And what mm-hmm. is it that you have to eat in your go bag? Be very careful of the things that you pack in your go bag because, you know, you don't have time to pack everything. And the more you pack, the heavier that bag is going to be, and you have to carry your own bag. Remember that. You have to carry your own bag. And just remember that. That's one of the most important lessons out of this. Whatever it is you want, whatever it is you need, if you don't have it with you at the time or know where to get it, then you just out of luck. You just out of luck. So, uh, again, that's what essentially, in short, a go bag is. And this is why we say you should have a go bag at your house and it should be at your door. So all you have to do is grab it and go. You should have a go bag at your job, especially if you work in an office or you work in a place where you have a locker at your job. You should have a go bag there. That's right. That's already packed and go. You should have a go bag at a friend or a relative's house somewhere in the vicinity of your home that in case you did have to just leave your house, you can go somewhere else and pick up a bag that has some stuff in it for you. The, the, you know, this may sound far-fetched, Brother Yusuf, to some people, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. this is all practical application once you realize and understand the scope and the magnitude of what we're talking about. So, you know, so throwing those things out, Brother Yusuf, and I'm going to I'm a end it with this, and I'll let you close it out. I'm going to finish it by saying this. Again, it's never too late to start. The only time that it's too late to start is when you're dead, when they're throwing that dirt on you. As long as they're not throwing dirt on you, there's something you can do and a place you can start um, to get prepared for what is coming down the road. Brother Yusuf. Well, thank you, Brother Rudolph, brother, for your contribution, your wonderful can you contribution. Me? Yes, who who is this? Uh, my name is Father Robert Doyle from Brooklyn, New York, and I just wanted to comment on the last... I just wanted to comment on the last segment as far as the go bag. You know, it's it's good, and it's a good thing to have, and most of the items you can acquire, but medication is hard to get when you are limited to the amount of medication you can stockpile. You know, each person here, especially here in New York City, they don't allow you to get um, more than one month uh, ahead of your medication. Doctors don't allow that anymore. Okay, here you go. Certain pharmacies will allow you to get up to a 90-day supply. You, you um, Look into your Walgreens, your Rite Aid, and your um, CVS pharmacies, and have your doctors send your, prescri- your, pharm- your prescriptions to those particular pharmacies 
because they are now allowing people to get up to 90-day supplies of their True. medications. True. But maybe I should have explained it a little uh, a little better. Yes, but if you're on the last 30 days of that 90-day supply, you cannot get another 90 days until that runs out. You see, they don't they don't allow you to piggyback off of the previous prescriptions. That's true. So what you need to do now is when you get that 90-day supply, you need to break up and put at least a two-week supply in your go bag. So in your go bag, you have two-week cushion. Whatever disaster you're on within 14 days, you should be in a situation where now you can get to a medical facility to get an emergency stash of medication. So if you have that's 14 days supply Thank in you. your go bag, yes, you have keep a 14-day supply, at least a 14-day supply in your go bag, and a 14-day supply somewhere else. And this is why we always say, uh, you know, having those community collaborative uh, 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 relationships where you can always get to something, you don't have to physically have it or carry it, but if you can get to where it is, then you can utilize it. And then learning, like the medication that you're on, what it's good for, then learning the natural components to that medication that will give you the same result that your medication will give you. That's good Brother Rudolph, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before the caller goes, before the caller goes I want to add in something because, you know, I take a lot of medication because cause of my mental condition. Uh, no, it's just joking, brother. No, seriously, <laughs> tell your doctor that you're going on, tell your doctor you're going on a trip. You're going on a trip. Okay? Yeah. Tell your doctor you're going on a trip, and they will double your medication for your trip. Hold on a second, fam. That's, that's one thing. Okay, that's one thing. Tell the doctor you're going on a trip. They will double your medication automatically. You don't have to prove that you're going on a trip. Just tell me you're going on a trip. Number two, what Brother right. Rudolph said at the end is there are, there are natural remedies that will do for you better than what your medication would do. And while you are, okay. while before we get into before we get into the disaster mode, before we get there, you should be constantly, and your family members should be constantly monitoring. What your doctor, what you're taking, and what you can substitute naturally for what you're taking. Okay, you got to. We, we have come to the point with and how they need to live where you've got to heal yourself now because you cannot de- depend on so-called Western medicine because it will not be available in a crisis. So that's right. That's just Thank my you. two cents. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck with you and your medical condition, brother. Thank you, Brother Pastor, for calling in with that wonderful question. Thank you, Brother Forrest and Brother Rudolph, for your reply to our dear brother. He seemed to uh, have said that it was helpful if I understood him correctly. Thanks to all those who called in uh, today and the conversations we had on the line and the conversations we had off the air. You know who you are. Uh, Continue to uh, tune in to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness as we're at the end of this week's, and I speak for Brother Rudolph when we say that we're eternally grateful 
for the opportunity to serve because none of us are promised our next breath. And in that, let us keep the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and Mother Khadijah and their children and offspring in our prayers for well, they've lost uh, our dear brother, Brother Joshua Farrakhan, who the Janazah service will be tomorrow in loving memory of our dear brother from Mas Maryam. Uh, it'll be 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, and in the U.K., uh, 1,600 hours. So thank you once again for listening uh, to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Lord willing, inshallah, we'll be together next week, same time, same station. Love you. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be unto you. Somebody.
you know my living it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.